I was there to witness all of them, each frivolous end. But you didn't even notice me, because you laugh in the face of death, right? But you're not laughing now. You're no bounty hunter. You are. Death. And I don't mean metaphorically, or rhetorically, or poetically, or theoretically, or any other fancy way. I'm death. Straight up. And I've come for you. But I'm still alive. You know, I'm not really a cat person. I find the very idea of nine lives absurd. And you didn't value any of them. So why don't I do us both a favor and take the last one now? What's wrong? Your life flashing before your eyes? No. Just one. I'm done running. Fear me if you dare. Alright. If I didn't tell you that this was from a children's movie called Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, I feel like you might not know. But it's such a good line, and it's going to kind of tee us up for the episode. Because this is going to be another episode of the Capo Podcast. A solo episode. I'm flying solo tonight. Uh, it was a busy weekend. We didn't get a podcast in. Um, life gets busy and all that. But uh, I'm here to get you through tonight. And uh, I don't want to leave you out there in all the cold and the dark uh, for a whole, you know, a whole week without any Capo Podcast. So... That's what we're doing tonight. I'm going to talk to you, just me, from my living room, talking to myself in my kitchen, like some sort of strange weirdo, but that's how you do podcast. So anyway, what do I want to talk about tonight? Well, this isn't all that prepared, uh, but I, I had a few recurring thoughts over the past few weeks, and they all kind of culminated tonight after I watched Puss in Boots for some reason. And so uh, I'm here to share all that with you, all of my thoughts and how, how Puss in Boots really brought them to the surface. Uh, but um, that's what we're going to do tonight. So let's get into it. Probably noticed that movies kind of suck now, or at the very least, they seem to lack like the depth and the soul that they used to have. And, you know, why is that? Well, after thinking about it all week, I think I know, and I'm going to tell you. I see this especially with kids' movies, because I have a three-year-old, and that is literally all the TV I watch anymore. I watch kids' shows now. Uh, probably more than I should, or we should, probably more than I should let her watch, to be honest, but... When it's 100 degrees every afternoon, it kind of puts a damper on all the outdoor activities with the kid. So we end up watching a lot of, of kid shows. And man, there's, there's a lot of crap. Firstly, of course, there's a bunch of stuff out there with a weird political agenda. But I don't really want to rail on that too much because I feel like that's a horse that's been beaten to death and then beaten some more. But it's hard to miss. Um... 
Blues Clues had a full-blown drag trans gay pride parade episode, which I thought was a little overt, honestly. Um, And there are a lot of shows that people, what you would call like on my side, that people deride for being woke propaganda. And I don't disagree with all of that, but that's not really what I want to talk about or what I want to get into because that's just... I feel like it's been done to death. I don't want to. I don't want to be just another person griping about how woke everything is and and what shows you should watch and what shows you shouldn't watch. Um, I, I don't want to do that. It just it's boring to me at this point. But what I do want to talk about is it. It seems like to me that the soul has gone out of a lot of shows a lot of things the depth the feeling the emotion is just not there in a lot of movies anymore and I'm not just talking about kids movies I mean grown-up movies too but I don't get to watch as many of them anymore <laughs> with a kid but you get my my meaning and I'm not saying that like uh the Spongebob Squarepants really had a lot of depth to it that's not what I'm really talking about But the old classic Disney movies, the princess movies, Snow White, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, and others like uh, Lion King, The Jungle Book, Fox and the Hound, Robin Hood, the good oldies, those good old movies from back in your childhood. If you are, I don't know, if you're an elder millennial or a Gen Xer, those type of movies, there was a depth to them. They had serious themes. They were about something. They were about love and friendship and virtue and sacrifice, adventure and tyranny and heroic actions. They were about truth and beauty And they were ingrained with a certain very old established set of ideas of mankind. And these ideas, they're they're ideas that are older even than the written word. Just for an example, you have the the typical storyline of the damsel in distress. The princess, she's locked away in a tower, she's guarded by a dragon, and there's this heroic prince that comes to rescue her, and he sweeps her off her feet, and they live happily ever after, and it is assumed, you know, that they marry and have children and live happy lives. And this is a story that means something. It's an ancient story. Um... And it's not about it's not about the terrible, bad old patriarchy like they want you to think, but that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like that's what that's what's happened over the past couple generations. It seems we've decided that all these old ancient ideas, and it's not like these are like oh you know just like American conservative ideas. They aren't. They're these old, super old ideas that predate our capacity to even write them down. Um, And we've decided in the past, I don't know, 
20, 30, 40 years that these ideas are silly and outdated or worse yet that they are bad, they're problematic, they are sexist or racist or whatever. You you understand what I'm saying. And that's why you you never hear that story anymore. Um, we've decided for some reason that this story is, I don't know, that it's silly, it's old-fashioned, it's, it's outdated. And even though it's this, like, archetype of a story, um, but it, that's what it is. You know it, you've watched it growing up your whole life, but there is this, there's this new story that they have put in there and and thrown away the old one and put in this new one. And you know this new story. If you've watched any of the new Disney stuff they've put out, you know the story already. And the story is a strong, independent woman. She doesn't need a man. She has to escape the crushing or tyrannical desires of her parents. They're old-fashioned and they're silly and they don't understand her. She needs to follow her own path. She needs to do her own thing. She needs to do exactly what she wants to do. She doesn't need any saving. She can save herself. She's, you know, a boss babe. And her parents or the others around her, they're just too stupid to see it. And you've seen this movie. I promise that you've seen it. Because this is Frozen. This is Moana. This is Zootopia. This is uh, Brave. And I, I kind of hate to say that one because I actually kind of liked Brave, to be honest. But they all have that message. But where does that idea come from? What is that virtue? If you're trying to compare it to that old story, the ancient story. Well, it's, it's feminism. It's the New Age idea that we have brought in to supplant these old, what we think are outdated ideas. And it is vapid and arrogant and narcissistic and short-sighted. And uh, what are you teaching your little girls when they are watching and internalizing that idea? Where does that lead? What does this new princess do with her new life, her happily ever after, with no prince and and no you know nobody else. Once the credits roll, how does that translate to the real world? You're strong. You're independent. You don't need no man. In fact, like Frozen, the prince is actually just out to get you and hurt you and betray you. Best not to risk that, right? It's better to just chase your dreams but what does that translate to in the real world your your career dreams your corporate dreams you can do any any job a man can do right um you know go get that high powered corporate job put off relationship relationships or at least the serious ones play the field like a man can play the field get yourself your own castle well not a castle but Maybe a nice two-bedroom apartment and some cats in the city. Close enough to the office that you don't have to commute any long distances. 
climb the corporate ladder. You know, by the time you're 35 or 40, you could probably be middle management or maybe ahead of your department at the widget factory. That's quite the accomplishment, right? I don't know. It seems bleak to me. Maybe that's just me. But where is the soul of that life? Where is the legacy? Well, there really isn't one. But most people who have deeply internalized that outlook really haven't got there yet because they're still relatively young in the grand scheme of things. And for the boys, what is the message for them? Well, they can't aspire to be the prince anymore, can they? Well, no, because we we did away with all the princes. Or the ones that are left are either the bad guy all along, or they are this sort of hapless, dorky fool who has to wait for the boss girl, the princess, to save the day. And I don't think that's a great message for boys or girls. And this is the message, whether you understand it or not, this is the message that your children are getting when they watch these movies, unless you are reinforcing your own values to them on a regular basis, and let's be honest, most people aren't, unless you're reinforcing what you actually believe or, or if you're being a good model for what they should aspire to, this they are picking up on this, and I'll get in more of that later, but you might think your kids aren't picking up anything from these sorts of movies, and I'm telling you right now, they are. Um, and I'll give you an example of that here in a second. But... On to the next on to the next point. It's not all of the the new movies. It's really not. And but it is a lot of them. And it's hands down the most popular ones. And it's not just that, I don't think. Um how many of the Disney live action remakes have you seen? I've tried to watch a couple of them and I can't even get through them. They are corruptions of the originals in almost all cases. It's like the soul has been sucked out of them. For example, tonight, I turned on The Lion King, the live-action remake, and it was so off-putting to me that I had to turn it off and find something else, which was Puss in Boots, The Last Witch, but more on that here in a second. They're terrible. The, the remakes, the live-action remakes are terrible, I, and I don't know how other people can't see it. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Uh, it's like watching someone tie strings to a corpse and try to dance it around like a marionette. Uh, the Jungle Book, The Lion King, The Little Mermaid, they're doing one of like, they're redoing every single one. And they just keep getting worse and worse and worse. It looks like the the Snow White that they're doing right now is going to to be spectacularly terrible. Um, now, I'm not telling you to not let your kids watch anything. Um, but it might be a good idea to think about, again, think about the ideas 
that the stories your kids are watching are trying to convey because your kids are watching more closely than you think they are. I said this a second ago, but here's my example of this. So my my kid, I, I have a three-year-old. My little girl has been on a Puss in Boots kick because it's on Amazon and it's free. And she has watched Puss in Boots every night for like a week and a half. And usually I put it on when we go to bed and she falls asleep in the first 20 minutes. But during the day, it's like she's demanded this movie several times. And for her, it's it's the greatest movie she's ever seen. It's the funniest movie ever made. And she watches every scene with this keen eye. And I know that because tonight, after I turned on The Lion King and it was complete garbage, and I was like, well, we're not watching this. This is gross. I turned on, I went and rented Puss in Boots The Last Wish because I didn't want to watch the regular Puss in Boots for the 87th time. And this is this is what I mean when I say not everything sucks because it was really good. More on that here in a second, but... It was more than good. It was great. But there was a reason it was great. And I don't know. Hold on. I was telling you why your kids are watching things closer than you think. And this is my example. The movie gets to the climax. At the end of the movie, Puss is fighting the big bad wolf. And things are things are not looking good for Puss. He's lost his sword. He's all but defeated. Uh, the big bad wolf is coming to to kill him. And my kid, my little three-year-old girl, she screams at the TV and she yells, hit him with a guitar. Wow. She says this because in Puss in Boots, the original, there's this fight scene in a seedy milk bar full of cats where Puss is sword fighting with a mysterious cat. It is Kitty Softpaws, of course, and she's an angel, but we don't know that yet. And Puss loses his sword, so in desperation, he grabs a guitar and he hits her in the head with the guitar, and that ends the fight. And my kid, watching Puss fight for his life against death personified in The Big Bad Wolf, at the climax of the movie has enough wherewithal to put all of it together and scream, hit that bitch with a guitar, puss. That's paraphrased, but that was her energy. She was into it. So what I'm saying is, believe me when I tell you, your kids are paying more attention than you think they are when, when you're, they're watching TV. Anyway, more on Puss in Boots. It was a stellar movie, great movie. The action was cool. The animation was different, especially with the action scenes, but it was so good. Uh, the bad guy was irredeemably bad. Um, and when I say the bad guy, I don't mean the, the death character, because that's a different thing. Um, but the most important part, the main character had a, a true purpose that he was chasing, and that's missing from a lot of shows now not just kid shows but everything there was a serious universal theme 
to the movie. And the theme was death. Puss in Boots is running from death. Now that is an ancient theme, a deep theme. It's something to work with. It's something that has meaning and purpose. Because everyone everywhere for all time understands this theme. It is real, it is true, and it has a sense of beauty in a way. And if you haven't seen this glorious film, I highly recommend it. And I won't spoil much for you, but I will tell you this. Movies, art, you need to have something serious and true for the hero to contend with. And it don't get much more serious than death, which was Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. But it was, it was better than that. He's not just running from death. He is running from the fear of death. And fear is another one of those themes and ideas that people understand because everybody feels it. But it was even better than that because he's not just running from fear and death. He is slowly realizing through his adventure that he is a flawed man or cat or whatever. He's a deeply flawed cat because he is in love with himself and his legend. The reason he is so afraid of death is because he is such a narcissist that he can't face the truth that he will die someday And he can't face the truth of what that means. He's such a narcissist that he ran away from the only woman he ever really loved. Because he was afraid. And he couldn't properly love her. Because he loved nothing more than himself and his own self-image. The thing he has to overcome isn't death. It is himself he has to conquer his own vanity and pride and arrogance. And when he finally does conquer those things, well, you know what? I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to make you watch it because it was delightful and you won't be disappointed. Um, And this is a side note, but the animators did an amazing job with death. It is this, this hooded wolf that carries scythes and he speaks Spanish and he whistles like these kind of sad spaghetti westernesque tunes, uh, truly masterfully done, um, on par with Anton Chigurh and No Country for Old Men, who is also a representation of death. But that's a whole different episode. So, why am I spending a Monday evening talking to myself at the computer about why you should watch Puss in Boots: The Last Wish? Well, it's because these things are important. The stories we tell and the virtues that we champion are actually important. Because without them, we do kind of become gray and soulless. We lose our culture and our romantic ideas about what man is supposed to be, what a woman is supposed to be, about love, about kinship. Uh, about war and faith and God and good versus evil, about death. All these things that are true and real and raw, 
They make us feel things. If, when we give up on that sort of storytelling for this new, modern, whatever it is type of storytelling, we lose our color and our depth and our emotion. We lose ourselves. We lose our soul. And we become sad and gray and apathetic. And is there any better words to describe what modern life feels like or or the outlook of the younger generation than sad, gray, and apathetic? It's like everybody's got this, I don't know, it's, it's like industrial parks or, or modern architecture or modern art. It's all just awful. Um, so th- this is the gayest thing I'll say this week probably, but art is about truth and beauty. And if it isn't true, and if it isn't beautiful, it isn't art. And that is why even with billion-dollar budgets, a lot of these modern remakes and these franchise movies and all the other things that are coming out of Hollywood, they just don't carry any weight. They might be entertaining. They might, you know, they might taste good like like popcorn, like you go to the movies and eat popcorn, but there's no weight to them. It's not filling. It's just salt and butter and there's no substance to it. So where are our great works? Why do you think the best we can do is make copies of copies of copies or junk food tier movies? The Marvel franchises, the the Fast and Furious, you know, 20 however many of those there are. Why do you think we constantly try and often fail to retell the stories of Shakespeare? Romeo and Juliet, Macbeth, Julius Caesar, Hamlet. Go look up how many of our movies and stories are based upon those, just those four stories. It'll surprise you. We retell them because they held things that were true and beautiful. But when we try to put our own spin on them, they are always lessened and sometimes corrupted completely. And nowadays, even when they are doing Shakespeare, you know, you know Shakespeare in the Park or a you know, college drama club is doing Shakespeare, they change them. They take out things that they think are problematic and it always ends up lessening or completely destroying the story better yet look up how many of our stories are based upon biblical stories there's one that'll blow your mind um and it never fails when we do that when we when we take a biblical story and we try to retell it we try to pull God out of it, and it always falls flat. Why does it fall flat? Well, because we were, we've removed the point of it, the idea, the truth of it, which is God, of course.
we always try to remove that and take it out and still tell the biblical story. And, it, well, it never works. Of course it doesn't. Why would it? But, anyways, that, that's your homework for the week. Go look up how many things, how many stories, how many movies that we that are in our, you know, the modern, or not even modern, just go look how many of our stories are related to either Shakespeare or the Bible. And it'll it'll give you kind of a different outlook on on why when previous generations were in education, when they went through school, why they had to read the Bible, why they had to read Shakespeare. It's because it always referenced something else. Like everything that we ever wrote in some ways referenced the Bible and Shakespeare. And we've lost that now because we've watered it down so much to the point where it just it doesn't exist anymore. All right, what are we at, 30 minutes? I, I think that's enough of me rambling for the, for the evening. Um, hopefully this will hold you over till we come back. Um, I'm going to try to put together an episode this weekend. We'll see if that works out. Um, so what I'll leave you with is go watch something true. Go watch something beautiful. Uh, go watch Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. It was really good. I'll catch you next time on the Capo Podcast. Bye, con Dios, my friends.